Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story where OP and their sister got sent a $700,000 invoice from their mother. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, mother lets kid crawl over our table and ruin our date. So, me and my boyfriend went out for the day, we went for a nice long walk, had ice cream, and then decided we would go to the nice pub around the corner for some lunch. We got there, and it was busy, loads of kids there, so we got a table around a corner as it was empty. We ordered our food, and all of a sudden, some random kid came around the corner, came over to us, started trying to climb on me, which I told him no, then he started crawling under our table and all over our feet. I was like, what the hell, expecting someone to collect him, which they didn't. I just kept seeing some random woman keep peering around the corner. Anyway, our food came and this kid got a chair, pulled it to our table, and started trying to put his creepy hands on our plates to grab at our food and crying when I told him no. He then started shaking the table, knocking my drink over, so I got annoyed and asked the bar who the parents was. Turned out it was the woman who had kept looking around the corner, so she knew he was bothering us, so I went over, told her to get him, and said he was ruining our food, and she needs to buy him some because he's hungry, and she said I was a selfish witch for not giving a child food. Her child, how is that my responsibility? Anyway, she came and got him, muttered something under her breath, and walked away only for the little horror to return seconds later trying to climb on us again. I had enough and said I wanted to leave and just go home and as we was leaving the kids mother waved to us and said bye see you soon what the freak. We're a young childless couple trying to enjoy our child free life I really don't need someone else's kid ruining my day what's the point taking him out if she doesn't want to look after him some parents really have no shame. Our next story is things my entitled parents did. I'll never forget well now that I've been realizing how bad my parents were and I'm finally far away from them. Let me tell you one of the times my mom slapped me. I'll admit I wasn't a saint kid, but I surely wasn't the worst. The worst thing I did was sneak in my parents' work computer and play games in it. No drugs, no sneaking out, no crimes, no drinking. But apparently that wasn't good enough for them. In this case, I was about 15, I was in the office when my mom comes screaming, what did I do with the phone's batteries? Context. The office phones have batteries on them rechargeable. I have no reason and never have I removed those batteries. When I tell her I didn't do it and pointed the same things I pointed here, she slaps me. My dad later told her it was him who removed the batteries. My mom's response? Oh my bad. No real remorse, no comfort, nothing. At that age, I had a big hand mark across my face. Another time, my dad confronted me for supposedly calling a radio station on my emergency phone. I had the contact just for the sake of having a contact. I was 14 with no friends. Apparently my phone accidentally called it. I tell him the truth. I never called that it must have been by accident. He proceeds to punch me saying, that's for lying. Yes, punch me in the face. I, in anger, screamed, this is why I don't talk to you. Big mistake. He turned around to pummel me. I quickly grabbed a wooden chessboard in my room and covered my face with it and ran backward towards the closet filled with clothes. He only managed to hit the board, breaking it in half, thanks to the clothes he missed the rest of his punches. 
Then he screamed never to talk to him like that again. One of the final things that broke the camel's back in our relationship is when I finally managed to get mental help from therapy and was diagnosed with severe ADHD at now 29. After getting help and being treated, I decided to tell my parents in hopes that they would understand why I was the way I was and mend the relationship between us willing to take the blame and forgive each other. When I told them, they said, oh, we already knew we just didn't want to waste money on you and figured you'll get over it. That shocked me, so I told them that maybe you should check on my sisters to be sure they are fine too. They said, they are perfect. You were the only one with mental problems in this house. That hurt me severely, making me have very low to no contact. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking $900 and leaving? This is going to be a long story that takes about four years and is continuing. For some backstory, I moved cross-country with my stepmom to support her with her job back in early 2019 before COVID. When I got a job, she made sure that my direct deposit went into an account she could monitor and apply to bills. I was new to most things and just wanted to help out and offered to help pay off her credit card debt. I've always been a people pleaser and thought I was helping so I wasn't too concerned at the time that I wasn't allowed to see how much money I had at any time or what my money was going to. She has always been very in control of everything so I didn't think it was weird. Things continued for about a year until my older stepsister got pregnant and my stepmom moved across the country. She said it would only be a couple of months so she could help my sister get settled with the baby. A couple of months turned into over two years, going on three now. I still went to work every day and every time I asked how much money I had she would say enough for Uber and groceries. I don't know how to drive so I couldn't go anywhere other than work and home. I became paranoid about how much money I had at any time and started walking almost two hours to and from work to save money. Eventually, we did get me moved to where my dad had been living during this time. The majority of the stuff was moved to where my stepmom is because we were planning on moving there. My dad was taking care of my grandma who at that time had breast cancer. She unfortunately passed away and that's a partial reason why I was moved with my dad to help with the grief. In the time I lived with my dad, I started talking to my birth mom more often over the phone. She and my little sister came for a surprise visit about a week after I moved in with my dad. We started talking more often and we eventually got to the topic of money. I transferred to a different location so I still had a job when I moved. My mom did some digging and asked if I knew my credit score. I told her I shouldn't have one as I don't use credit cards. She did some digging and it turns out that I have three credit cards, a couple of loan inquiries and a few other things I wasn't aware of. Apparently, Credit Karma can tell you a lot more than just your credit score. With some more digging, we found out my stepmom was the one who opened the cards and had been using them without letting me know. I was so confused and scared about what I was supposed to do. My mom and I discussed what to do and she offered to take me in so I could start over and have my own bank account and help me get on my feet. She even offered to help me with learning how to drive, make doctor's appointments and how to manage money. A couple weeks later, she taught me over the phone how to check how much money was in my account at an ATM. My stepmom was immediately notified that the ATM checked the account, and she yelled at me for it. I was 21 at the time being told that I didn't need to know how much I had. Around October, I made a very big decision. I checked the account $600. Okay, I'll wait for my next paycheck to go in and just take my paycheck out. I checked my pay stub and decided to only take the majority of the paycheck. $900 out of $1025, so there will still be a little bit in the account. The next day before I checked the account again and $200 was in the account. Weird. 
My check went in the next day, and I took out $900 and started an account at a local bank. I told my dad that I made a bank account and was going to be moving in with my mom. He was okay with it and understood. He doesn't know most of this story. He is a trucker and is only home a couple days a week. Our next story is, My father expects my siblings and I to be his retirement. From my fiancé, I, 24F, was raised in something of a religious sect, though it was only limited to my family, my parents and siblings. Though I left and cut contact with my father a few years ago now, my parents were terrible with money, getting what they could on credit. My mother I guess did her best, but for context she herself didn't have a great approach as my youngest sibling is seven. There are four of us, because they didn't believe in contraception other than pulling out, which failed, since my mum thought the youngest was my father's play at control, which failed eventually. My father hasn't worked for approximately 10 years living off of child benefit because he got bored of applying for jobs after he resigned from his job, so he stopped getting job seekers after about two months. Only lately he has started claiming he had arthritis after he was involved in a car accident three years ago, in my car that I bought, for which I dealt with the insurance for six months, because despite them living in England for over ten years at the time, Neither of my parents could be bothered to learn the language properly, let alone assimilate, while looking down on the English and Polish origin country. Most of my life my father claimed he didn't need a pension as we, his children, would pay for him when he was old, expected us to buy him a house, and even told my brother that he expects my brother to buy my father a mini, the car, for my brother's 18th birthday. My brother was 14 at the time. My father would hang it over our heads that they raised us and that we had to pay them back for their generosity for not kicking us out. First time told my brother to get out when he was three because he cried when my father came home after work when he was still working because he hated my father being home. Told me to get out when I was six. He felt entitled that we pay and looked after him in his old age. I have hundreds of stories like this. My father made us run a pushbike repair business for which we did all the work in the cold and rain and he would take 90% of the profit. He also expected us to start business when we were kids to make him money and invent new things to get patents and money for himself, including wanting us to invent an electric car when I was seven. He made us finish his projects like fixing washing machines, dishwashers, and ovens when we were teenagers because he got bored of doing it, and made my brother fix his car whilst throwing tools at him and shouting when he was eight to 16 until my brother got a job to get out of the house. Man, it sucks when parents expect their kids to look after them when they're older. It is so much responsibility for a kid to have, especially at that young of an age. Our next story is, my mom invoiced me and my sister for the expenses of raising us. Our household always revolved around money, even though my mom made more than enough money and we were not struggling by any means. She complained about every single thing she had to buy for us. Everything. Food, clothes, medical expenses, toys, laptops and phones, school costs, everything. We always knew exactly how much we were costing her. We didn't dare ask for unnecessary things like leisure activities or expensive toys or hobby supplies. We started working very young and she manipulated and guilted us to give her all the money we earned to pay off what we owed. When I turned 18, she completely cut me off financially, but kindly offered to let me rent my bedroom out from her and sent me an invoice of every cent I've ever cost her, totaling over $700,000. She billed me for Christmas and birthday presents, 
She even billed me for her medical expenses for the pregnancy and delivery and wanted me to back pay rent to live in the house from birth. She did the same to my sister two years later when she turned 18. We were supposed to pay her back over time starting the day we turned 18. Both of us were still dealing with a lot of internalized guilt from her constant manipulation so we actually did pay for a while. Aside from necessary expenses, our entire paychecks were going to her. We rented our bedrooms in her house and she separated her food, cleaning supplies, cookware and tableware, etc. from ours and charged us to use them. She generously included the use of the household appliances in our rent. It wasn't until I was 21 and my sister was 19 that enough people had told us this whole arrangement was unhinged that we finally snapped out of it. We moved out together and have stopped. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Paying our mom or even contacting her at all. Our next story is, this isn't a higher wheelchair. Two entitled mothers in one day. I have a 10-year-old son. He is a semi-ambulant wheelchair user. He has a medical condition that makes walking difficult, and the older he gets, the more difficult it is. He can walk short distances, 10 to 12 steps, but then it starts to get painful, so he uses a scoot board, think square skateboard with caster wheels on each corner, to get around the house and a wheelchair out of the house. He does need his chair, even though he can stand and walk, and he is very independent, nothing is holding him back. He is also very social. He loves talking to his specialists and knows all the nurses by name and their pets' names. He is also well-known in our local area. The employees in the shops all know him. He talks to everyone. Before I start this story, I should add that his wheelchair is not a standard hospital gray wheelchair. It is electric blue, has Pokemon wheel covers, and his rain guards slash armrests have stickers of animals on them. The armrests flip up so he has access to the wheels and they look like wings behind his chair. It is very much modified and personalized. It isn't a gray stock standard chair. So today we had our monthly pediatrician appointment. We have been seeing the same pediatrician since birth so he is like a family friend now. A few days ago, luckily at night, during a storm a tree branch fell onto the building and took out some windows and caused some water damage and they have been doing some repair work. So his pediatrician normal office was unusable and they had converted another space to use. But this meant going up five steps, our pediatrician, a late 30s, early 40s, chilled out surfer dude with long hair. He came out to the waiting room and told my son about the room change and that he had to tackle some stairs today or he could have a piggyback ride. Of course, my son chose the piggyback with a giggle. After checking with me that it was okay, he scooped him up and off they went. So I parked his wheelchair out of the way against a wall in the waiting room and followed them in. After his appointment, my son was piggybacked out to the waiting room and our pediatrician popped him on a chair and left to speak with the receptionist. I looked around and his wheelchair was gone. 
I walked around the corner of the waiting room and there was a child about eight-ish wheeling himself around in it. I know wheelchairs are a fascination to kids and I really didn't mind that he was having a wheel around in it. I find it helps with education and acceptance of kids with disabilities and how much harder life is sometimes, even if wheelchairs are fun. I walked over to him and asked him if he had fun wheeling himself around. The child said he had and I told him it was my son's wheelchair and I needed it back now so I could take my son home. He jumped straight out of the chair, smiled at me and I said thanks and wheeled it towards my son. All was good until the screech happened. What are you doing? That is my son's wheelchair. He was riding in that. Me. Actually, it is my son's. She cut me off. M. No, it isn't. My son saw it first. At this point, my son stood up and walked the few steps towards me. He was getting concerned. Me. This doesn't belong to the practice. I purchased it for my son. It is his. M. No, you didn't. He doesn't even need a wheelchair. He can walk and she turns the wheelchair towards her, but I held onto the handles firmly. I told my son to go and sit back down as I saw this wasn't going to be a quick enough fix for him to keep standing. Me, please stop yelling at me. This is my son's wheelchair. I have hundreds of photos of him in it on my phone. See? I opened the photos app on my phone and showed her photos of him in the chair and with the flywheel attached. EM, that's a different chair. This doesn't have that thing on the front of it. She pulled the chair towards her. Me, that thing is his bicycle hand crank attachment that allows him to go fast on the bike track like the other kids. It attaches here using these attachments. I point to the attachments. If you look at the chair in this picture, it has the Pokemon wheel covers just like this one. See, this is his chair. I pulled the chair back towards me. EM. No, it isn't. Why can't you wait your turn? Give it back. At this point, the pediatrician comes back from speaking with the receptionist and the EM tries to involve him in the discussion. He ignores her and silently takes the wheelchair from me, walks it around EM, scoops up my son and settles him in his chair. He turns to the EM and says, that is my son's name, chair. It belongs to him, not to the practice. You can't have it. We don't accept stealing and the welfare of our existing patients is our focus. Your actions today are contrary to acceptable behavior in this practice. We have decided to not accept your family to the practice. Please leave. EM screamed, shouted at me about how I had cost her an appointment with my lies and how it wasn't fair. Our pediatrician just put both arms out to his sides, think big stretching arms forming a T-shape with his body, and stood between her and us and repeated for her to leave. There will be no further discussion and she wouldn't be seen today or any other day. She huffed, grabbed her very embarrassed looking child's hand and left. Our pediatrician was very apologetic but honestly he couldn't have done a better job in dealing with the EM. He reached over the counter, grabbed a lollipop, and gave it to my son and told me there would be no out-of-pocket payment for us today and to just make an appointment for next month. He is an awesome pediatrician and human. As the title says, we encountered not one but two entitled mothers today. We drove the hour and a bit home to our smallish town and stopped at the supermarket to grab some groceries. My son likes to zoom around the supermarket getting items and bringing them back to me before zooming off again for the next thing on the list. He knows all the staff and they all talk to him, direct him to where he needs to find his item and they talk about their pets with him because he is a huge animal lover. It is a social outing for him. So I usually start at the front of the store and make my way through the aisles while my zoomer goes and gets random stuff. We were doing our usual thing and he didn't come back. I didn't think much of it because the staff will often steal him away to the bakery for broken biscuits or an extra donut they can't fit into a package. 
As I rounded the corner of the next aisle, I see my son at the other end of the aisle standing while holding onto a shelf and another child sitting in his wheelchair. From the way he is standing, I can tell my son is in pain and he is talking to the child and EM is talking to my son as well. I can see she is getting animated but from the other end of the aisle I can't hear what they are saying. I hurried up the aisle and take hold of my son from the shelf. He is crying and he tells me that the kid won't get out of his chair and EM won't make him move. Me to the child, honey can you hop out of my son's chair? He is in a lot of pain and needs to get back into it. My son has started to shake and I know he is in quite a bit of pain and his legs will soon just give out from under him. So I lower him to the floor. EM. No he won't. He is having a turn. Your bratty kid wouldn't even let him go up and down the aisle more than once before asking for it back. My son has a sore ankle and I am going to tell the manager we need it more than you. Me. What? This isn't a higher chair, it is my son's chair. EM. Don't be ridiculous, I see that chair all the time being used by kids. Me. You may see the chair in here a lot because my son and I come here a lot for our groceries, but it is his chair. EM. No, it isn't. It is in the store every time I come in and different kids are using it. Me. You are mistaken. It is my son's chair. I have photos of him in it. He needs it back. I open my phone and try and find a picture of my son without the flywheel attachment to avoid the same discussion as the morning. EM. Nope. We are taking it and off she goes wheeling her son away. My son lets out a full-on wail that is a combination of pain and distress that his wheels are leaving. I run the few steps after her and grab out at the chair and firmly say, No, you aren't taking my son's chair. The wail and my shouting has employees popping out from aisles and the manager comes quickly from the service desk area. Entitled mother tries to preempt the discussion and yells at the manager my son has had the chair long enough and her son has a sore ankle so he needs it more and they should buy more higher chairs so that there are more available to shoppers. I was standing back a little from them because once the manager arrived, I knew he would deal with it and I needed to check on my son down the aisle on the floor, crying. I was trying to calm him from a distance by letting him know I wasn't far away, while not letting a $4,500 wheelchair out of my sight. The manager looks at me, looks at her, looks back at me with this look of BBUT on his face and asks, where is my son? I point and tell him down the aisle on the floor. With a look of horror, he asks if they had tipped him out of his chair. I said, I don't know what exactly happened. He was standing holding a shelf when I found him. He turns around and almost roars at this woman to get her son out of a disabled person's wheelchair so we can get him off the floor. It doesn't belong to the store. They don't hire wheelchairs here. The poor child was trying to get out of the chair and EM keeps pushing him back down into the chair telling him that he needs it. The child is nearly in tears and getting very upset. Meanwhile, two staff members have found my son and are now sitting on the floor with him, holding his hand and drying his tears. The manager is losing his mind whilst trying to be professional, but I can see he is in disbelief at this woman's stupidity. Then the troops arrive. In the background, I see an employee with two police officers in tow. It looked like they were on a break and were grabbing things to eat. The EM turned and was all relieved that the police were there to sort out this manager and started on with her wailing story. The policewoman shushed the EM and spoke with the manager who explained that my son and I were regular customers. He knew us and this was my son's wheelchair, but EM insisted it was a higher chair. My son was currently sitting on the floor in the next aisle and EM wouldn't let her son get out of his chair and insisted he used it. The male officer walked forward and looked down the aisle at my son and nodded at his partner. The female officer very firmly told the EM to get her child out of my son's chair immediately or she would arrest her for theft. 
Her child tried again to get out of the chair and she pushed him back in again. The officer pulled the wheelchair back and asked the child to hop out and he immediately did. The EM wailed. The officer then turned the wheelchair around to the male officer who walked down the aisle with it. I don't know exactly what happened next as I was getting my son back into his chair and calming him down. The assistant manager took us back to the manager's office so we had a quiet space. She got my son some water so he could have pain medication and in about 20 minutes he was fine. He told us that he had stood up and walked two steps forward to get something off a higher shelf and the other child had jumped into his wheelchair and asked if he could ride it up the aisle and back. My son said sure, thinking that this kid would just go up and back and he could get back in but EM wouldn't let that happen. He started to cry again and I told him he was very kind to the little boy and to not let an EM ruin his day. After a while the manager came into the office and said that the woman had been banned from the store. The officers had escorted her out after he had issued her with the ban paperwork. He said she had been causing trouble in the store for a while with her Karen-ness and they were glad to see the back of her. He apologized profusely for what had happened. When we left his office, we found that our shopping was all bagged up and ready for us to go. They had taken my shopping list from the trolley, finished my shopping, checked it out at no charge and bagged it all up ready for us. When we got home there were a few extra treats in the bags for my son. The icing on the cake is that our town only has one supermarket. The EM now has to drive 45 minutes to the next town to shop. I hope this teaches her a lesson, though I suspect probably not. Hopefully the entitled mother has learned her lesson, but let's be honest, probably not. Anyway, that's all we have for today. Now if you want to hear another crazy entitled parent story, check out the video on the left. And if you missed my recent video, check out the story on my right. That being said, I'll see you all soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.